and we are live. Watching No Softed with my friends, Stan Royce. All the best, Trifilara. Oh, it's so weird not singing Hello Sole. <laughs> <laughs> so used to it by now, but you know, we, we thought, well, Roy suggested we bring that intro back. Why not? Why not? No Softed's podcast. This seems to be a regular occurrence this is our fifth podcast in three days we're podcast machines boy welcome back it's been a long time it's been a hot minute my friend yeah it's been it's been i think the last time we was it after the uh, no we did the upwell game and then we did the farewell to berg yeah it. it's been yeah eight eight days eight days Eight days now. I've done a lot of talking in eight days, brother. So this this is why we've done this episode. Um, it's uh, it's important that you share your thoughts because you haven't spoken publicly about the new manager, about everything that has happened in the last eight days. So, yeah, the, the floor is yours, my friend. I'm just going to kick back and put myself on mute and let the comments come up on the screen, my friend. Basically, okay. I've watched carefully the pods uh, you had the last couple of days uh, with the guy from Celtic, and uh, the one you did yesterday with the with the other boys as guests on the show. So, I think you've covered most of the things uh, I would have said. Uh, some of the things, you know, have, have, everything has its logic. In uh, if you know what I mean, uh, what we can do, if you want, we can start by the interview he gave on Talk Sports, uh, Mr. Neil Lennon. That'd be interesting. I don't know if uh, any others put it up, any other websites translated it or put it up. So, okay, it wasn't something groundbreaking. It seemed like he, he said the things that someone would expect, but. If you want, uh, you can uh, read what was said and we can discuss a little bit about it. And then if you want, I'll, I'll give you my opinion about uh, the, the whole situation because it's I'm, I'm, I'm seeing that uh, a lot of our fans are being divided, as you very well said on the pod you had yesterday. And that's unfortunate because for the first time in a long time, uh, the fans... And the, the majority of the fan base of, of the Omonia fans showed that they changed their mentality and they were willing to show that uh, with Mr. Berg. Now, whether that was just for me, they were willing to do it just for Mr. Berg by the looks of it and not for the others to come, uh, that is a little bit uh, unfortunate. Uh, what I will try to say is that um, <clears throat> if we don't give time to to Mr. Lennon to work and, and give him our full support. Uh, <clears throat> if we don't do that, that's a, a recipe for, for disaster in my eyes. So <clears throat> whether we agree or disagree, we have to respect the decision being made and uh, try to, to back the manager like we did with Mr. Berg as well and the players. And uh, all in good time, you know, all in good time. So, yeah, that's it for me. Do you want to? Do you want to start reading um, what Mr. Lennon said on Talk Sports? Yeah. Before I start, I, I'd just like to say I am absolutely thrilled you have straightened the. Yeah, it was annoying, and because yeah, my OCD was like, "Fuck me, straighten it, please," because I don't like it like this. You get what I'm saying, but yeah. Anyway, um, so Neil Lennon is a good friend of Jim White. Now, Jim White uh, is a Sky Sports news presenter. 
He's very famous for doing the transfer deadline day show. He always wears a yellow tie, uh, Scottish fella. And he's got a show on TalkSport, which has an affiliation with Sky. Anyway, and uh, his co-host is Simon Jordan, former Crystal Palace chairman. So a guy that knows the game inside and out. Jim White has got his connections. Anyway, so what Lennon said was, well, he was basically asked how the job offer came. And he said, I had a phone call from an agent at the weekend. That's the first thing that shook me. I was like, hang about, what's going on here? Because here's me thinking that we had someone lined up and they were talking to him and, and this has moved rapidly. So at the weekend, so we're talking what, Saturday, Sunday? Like, because the news story broke on the Sunday. So he may have been in contact Saturday. So this happened like that. Anyway, he said, I had a phone call from an agent at the weekend saying that Armani would be interested in taking on my services. So I did a bit of research on it and spoke to representatives of the club, the president, had a look at some of the recent games. And I have to say, I was quite impressed with the standard and the attitude of the players. They're the current champions, but haven't had a good season. They're still in the cup, which they obviously want to progress in. So the target now is to finish the season well and to try to win a trophy. Roy, do you want to talk about that first before we go into the other the other section? Yeah, other basically, if, if you want, uh, I'll try and translate it real quick for the Greek speakers. Nice. It's something that's uh, uh, quite interesting. So, obviously, uh, because Terry Dangal is menos. We give you the most signatures from being the talk sports. So, Emily said, "Yeah, the." για τη δουλειά που έπιασαν στην Ομόνια, έτσι να, πούμε, να μεταφράσουμε τα πιο κυρία σημεία που είπαν και ξεκινά πώς η ερώτηση ήταν πώς προέκυψε η πρόσφορα από την Ομόνια και ραλή τηλεφωνήσαν ένας αγέντης, ένας μάνετζερ το Σαββατοκυριακό λέει ότι η Ομόνια ενδιαφέρεται για να τον προσεγγίσει Μίλησε σε διάφορους του συμβουλίου και του Προέδρου, του κ. Βαπασταύρου. Έδωσαν του κάποια αντίδυντη των προηγούμενων παιχνιδιών και είπαν ότι ξεπλάει θετικά, εγώ να λέω γιατί δεν μπορώ να ξέρω, με το επίπεδο κάποιων παιχτών και του πρωταθλήματος. Είπαν ότι είμαστε πρωταθλητές, αλλά φέτος δεν έπιανε καλά και ότι ακόμα είστε στο κύπελο και είναι ένας θεσμός των οποίων μας ενδιαφέρει και είναι κάτι που του ζητήθηκε να προσπαθήσει να τον κερδίσει. Αυτά στο πρώτο κομμάτι. Απλά να το συζητήσουμε τώρα λίγο με το Στέλ και ύστερα να, να κάνουμε το ίδιο και με, το, με τις επόμενες ερωτήσεις που είχε. Now, um, okay, you know that in a private conversations uh, I have told you that there were uh, some names on that list and that list could have changed from minute to minute depending on uh, the negotiations with the other people. So for me, I, I also find out that he was on this list on the weekend. And you remember I, I texted you telling you about this. Uh, and it seemed like he moved like really quick on, on, on the ranks. Uh, that tells me two things. That obviously the first choices that were other names... It didn't uh, go through. They did. They didn't uh, manage to. Can I, can I put? Can I pause you there? Can I pause you there? Because I just want to make this known that Van den Brom actually was in Cyprus last week, and I told you this. So we had we've had this conversation, but just for the for the viewers, Van den Brom spoke to Monia. He, in fact, he was in Cyprus the day the announcement of Berg sacking was made. He was in there, and he flew back the next morning. And this is from someone that I know that knows him which is why I was getting a little bit excited. But as it turns out, Van der Brom wanted to join in the summer. And also his wage demands weren't meeting, well, on is what we were willing to pay wasn't what he wanted. And anyway, that's it. There was you a, know this already. Yeah, right. there was a financial difference. Um, so, yeah, going back to, to the answer he gave, uh, he, he obviously, he, he said that he spoke to representatives of the club, the president, Um, I'm a bit surprised by the fact that he was impressed with the standard. Uh, I, I can't say there was something really impressive this season. I mean, I don't know if he if he watched games from last season or this season, but uh, the he probably truth got is wise that, scout up. 
He probably got Y Scout up and saw some clips and. I I don't know, but uh, I personally ain't impressed by what I saw this year. So uh, I, I I don't understand how uh, he was impressed. Yeah, but he's probably comparing know. it to the standard of football that he thinks is in Cyprus. That's that's probably why. That's another mean? thing that that that's probably one of the very few good things that uh, him taking over at this moment might help him to understand now that he he needs Rather to... Rather than joining in the summer and then seeing what happens at the beginning of the season, thinking, shit, I didn't expect this, yeah. Yeah, so uh, I don't want anyone to underestimate the, the Super League. And what some fans are doing is that they're underestimating what he has done in a league that's better than the Cypriot one. Yes, I know what people will say is just Celtic and Rangers, but uh, we shouldn't underestimate this man because I've seen a lot of people uh, talking down and, you know, degrading or, or just, you know, saying that, oh, who is this guy? And I don't, I don't want to use some of the words they used to, to describe him. But yeah, uh, I, I think that him coming now, even though I wasn't uh, a firm believer that this is the right thing to do for the reasons I uh, I will explain or I might have mentioned on a previous podcast, but him coming now shows me that he's determined, he's not afraid to, to jump uh, in this uh, um, opportunity being given and uh, at least he will have the time to quickly change his opinion about the Cypriot League in case he underestimates the, the, the level of this league because it's not easy for anyone to come in the Cypriot League. I don't remember anyone who came and, and thought, oh, you know, this is really easy. Ah, it's a piece of cake for me. So that's a, another thing. I don't know if you want to uh, continue with the with the next question about the doubts about getting the job? Yeah, so they asked him, did, did you have any doubts about, about the role? And he said, you always have reservations about things like this, but I've always fancied working abroad. It'll be a nice climate, but that's not the be-all and end-all. I think it's a nice challenge and a big challenge, one that appeals to me. It's a big club, which I like, and it's based in Nicosia. I think it's a quite, it's quite a competitive league, and at the end of it, you're, if you're successful, you take the club into Europe again. Εντάξει, okay. οκ, ε, ερώτησα τον αν είχε οποιασδήποτε αφιβολίες για ε, γιατί... fuck you too, <laughs> ε, any doubts about getting the job, ερώτησα τον αν είχε οποιασδήποτε αφιβολίες πριν να απαντήσει θετικά στην πρόταση, λέει πάντα έχεις έτσι, κάποιο δισταγμό ε, όταν, όταν έρχεται μια πρόταση που το εξωτερικό, αλλά πάντα ήθελε και επιδίωκε να, να δουλέψει εκτός Ηνωμένου Βασιλείου. Είπε ότι για την Κύπρο είναι μια χώρα η οποία έχει ωραίο κλίμα, πιο ζεστές ημέρες παρά τότε συνηθισμένος, ότι θα είναι ένα μεγάλο challenge, μια πρόκληση μεγάλη η οποία τον ελκύει τον ίδιο. Η Ομόνια είναι ένα πολύ μεγάλο κλαμπ, το οποίο βρίσκεται στη Λευκοσία την πρωτεύουσα. Θεωρώ ότι είναι αρκετά ανταγωνιστικό το πρωτάθλημα και αν τα καταφέρεις και πάεις στην Ευρώπη να θεωρηθεί μεγάλη επιτυχία. Τούτον είναι το άλλο που προσθέσαι. Οκ, αυτό είναι copy-paste που θα ήθελα από κανέναν που ήταν εκεί, οπότε δεν υπάρχει κάτι Fluff. Φλουφ. Ναι. Αλλά η ερώτηση ήταν όταν getting the job at Omonia would put him in the wilderness because that, that's what happens with a lot of coaches. They go abroad, uh, especially British coaches. There seems to be this stigma attached to European leagues or lesser known European leagues. Like if you go there, then that's like a graveyard. But he said, okay, I, I get that. I've had a year out and the market in England is volatile post-COVID, which is understandable because I know a lot of coaches in the UK that have struggled to get jobs in it, there. Anyway, I think this club is robust, financially robust and competitive as well. There's a chance of winning trophies, which appeals to me. And it's the overall being back in the game, a new culture and challenge to take on and see where it takes me. 
They play a very British style of football. Mm. So it's not anything I haven't seen before or surprises me. Yes. So, um, okay. Η τελευταία ερώτηση που, που έσου και κάποιον ενδιαφέρον, επειδή, obviously, you have to read between the lines and the answers as well and try και να προσπαθεί ο καθένας να βγάλει τα συμπεράσματα του, κατά πόσον το θεωρεί πίσω γύρισμαν στην καριέρα του η κίνηση να έρθει στην ομόνια και λέει μπορώ να καταλάβω γιατί κάποιος μπορεί να το νομίζει τον το πράγμα, επειδή ήταν και ένα χρόνο εκτός προπονητικής, ε, θεωρεί ότι η αγορά της Αγγλίας μετά το COVID είναι ακόμα πιο δύσκολη και λέει ότι η, η ομόνια είναι δυνατή οικονομικά είναι ένα ε, σωματίο, ένα, μια εταιρεία η οποία, ε, μια ομάδα η οποία είναι competitive, είναι ανταγωνιστική ε, του διά την πιθανότητα να συνεχίζει να κερδίζει τρόπια που είναι κάτι που του αρέσει σαν άνθρωπο. Ε, σε, γενικά λέει το γεγονός ότι μπορεί να επιστρέψει πίσω στο παιχνίδι μετά από ένα χρόνο αποχής και να ζήσει μια νέα κουλτούρα και ένα καινούριο challenge στην καριέρα του θα δει κατά πόσο να τον πάρει και κάπου παρακάτω τούτο που είπε ότι θεωρεί ότι η ομόνια παίζει έναν πολύ αγγλικό στυλ ποδοσφαίρου οπότε δεν θεωρεί ότι να το ξαφνιάσει πολλά ή έναν πολλά μεγάλη αλλαγή. Δηλαδή, τάχα ότι, ας πούμε, he didn't say that, I'm saying it, ότι το ποδόσφαιρον is worldwide, you know, so once you know your football, it's... Οπότε, αυτά είπεν στην τρίτη ερώτηση. Και, is there something you want to add here, Estelle? Is there something like reading between the lines, the very British style of football? How is that Is it because of Berg? Is it because of the 442? How, how think, is it British? I think, I think that's what it is. The 442, you're attacking fullbacks, you're two central midfielders that are ball winners, two center forwards. The thing is, we don't we haven't really been playing a 442. It's been a 4-4-1-1, hasn't it? So you've got a number 10 in behind. So I don't know, maybe he means the the physical element of some players because Hubachan and and Yuster, they're kind of like They're like traditional British defenders in the sense that Hubachan is very physical, um, makes a few mistakes, but Eusteb is a ball player. So that seems to be the, the, the trend with British football. You've got one central defender that's burly and tough, good in the air, and you've got another one that can bring the ball out and pass it. You've got attacking fullbacks. It's traditional British. That's, that's effectively what it is. Okay. And... Um... Yeah, the last was it the last question? No, I st- I, there's there's a bit there's two more questions. There's a couple more, yeah. There's a couple yeah. more. So um, they asked him, is this an opportunity for him to improve? Because obviously he's he's so used to playing in in the UK, going to going to Europe. Is that an opportunity to, to improve his style to to adapt? And he basically said, absolutely. It obviously didn't end well at Celtic, and I've been to Hibs and Bolton, all three clubs. He hasn't. He didn't do particularly well at well, so it's second spell anyway. But anyway, he goes, I've I've coached over 500 games. I spent a lot of time in Scotland, and Omoni is a new challenge, so it's very exciting, it's very challenging, and obviously it will need a bit of adaptation. Having looked at it over and over again, as in the job, uh, it ticked a lot of boxes. Uh, there's always the opportunity to come back to the UK, but for the short term or for the next year or so, my full focus will be on Omonia. Hmm. Longevity, eh? Οπότε τώρα η ερώτηση επόμενη ήταν αν θεωρεί την ομόνια ως μια ευκαιρία να βελτιωθεί ο ίδιος σαν προπονητής. Η απάντηση του ήταν βεβαίως, δηλαδή η τελευταία εμπειρία που είχαμε τη Celtic είναι τελειώσεν όπως να εθελάνε. Δούλεψαν και στη Χιβέρνια και την Πόλτον, οπότε στο σύνολο έκαμε παραπάνω που κότσαρες παραπάνω πεντακόσια παιχνίδια. Προφανώς πέρασε παραπάνω του προπονητικήν καριέραν στη Σκωτία και βλέπει την ομονία σαν μια νέα πρόκληση. Είμαι πολλά ενθουσιασμένος για την νέα πρόκληση. Ε, λέει προφανώς ότι θα χρειαστεί το χρόνο του για να προσαρμοστεί. 
Αλλά μελέτησε όσο μπορεί να μελετήσει μέσα σε Ασάδο Κυριακών μια πρόταση και θεωρεί ότι επληρούσε πολλά από τα κριτήρια που ψάχνε και ο ίδιος για μια νέα πρόκληση στην καριέρα του. Υπάρχει πάντα η προοπτική της επιστροφής του στην Αγγλία, αλλά για τον επόμενο χρονικό διάστημα λέει ότι όλο το είναι και το μυαλό είναι συγκεντρωμένο 100% στην ομόνια. Άλλη μια απάντηση, η οποία θεωρώ ότι είναι τυποποιημένη, δηλαδή δεν μπορούσε να πει κάτι πολλά διαφορετικό. Θεωρώ ότι επειδή η συνέντευξη έγινε σχετικά Σήμερα δεν κάνω λάθος που έγινε, πιθανόν να μην μπορούσε και ο ίδιος να πει παραπάνω, δώσει παραπάνω λεπτομέρειες. I think a lot of people would be interested. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. And the final question, he was asked if Omonia is a, a stepping stone for another opportunity. And he said, absolutely, or it could lead to another job elsewhere in Europe. Being based in the Mediterranean, there's lots of big clubs there or in and around the region. So I don't know whether he's looking at maybe going to Turkey or Greece or Italy. Um, Henning Berg was the previous manager and he's worked in Poland and in Hungary with great success. He won the championship here for the first time in a while, so I've got big shoes to fill. But again, it's that sort of step to taking on different styles of football in a different country and see if you can be successful with it. And then they started asking about the weather and all that kind of shit, which, yeah, whatever. Anyway. All right. The last question I was going to do is if I think that the only one that is going to be να γεννήσει την καριέρα του την προπονητική και για να προχωρήσει παρακάτω. Ε, λέει σίγουρα όταν ε, ε, έρχεσαι σε ένα, σε ένα κλαμπ του μεγέθου τη ε, ομόνια που βρίσκεται στο Mediterranean, ε, που αντιλαμβάνονται το ποδόσφαιρο διαφορετικά, έχει μεγάλε ομάδε γύρω στην περιοχή μα εδώ. Οπότε ε, σίγουρα αν. Η καριέρα μου μες στην Ομόνια έχει επιτυχίες, λέει, γιατί όχι για κάτι μεγαλύτερο. Αναφέρθηκε στον κύριο Μπέρκ ότι δούλεψε και στην Πολωνία και στην Ουγγαρία με επιτυχία. Εκέρδισε το πρόθυμα εδώ μετά από πάρα πολλά χρόνια με την Ομόνια. Αναγνωρίζει ότι η κληρονομιά που άφησε ο κύριος Μπέρκ είναι πάρα πολλά μεγάλη και ότι το κενό που άφησε ο Μπέρκ είναι πολύ δύσκολο να το αναπληρώσει και ο ίδιος. Αλλά... It's that sort of step to taking on a different style of football in a different country when you need to be successful with it. Ότι ναι, να προσπαθήσει ο ίδιος να παίξει ένα διαφορετικό στυλ ποδοσφαίρου σε μια διαφορετική χώρα και να προσπαθήσει και γύρω να φέρει τις επιτυχίες με το δικό του στυλ και τρόπο. Τούτα γενικά ελεκτήκαν στη συνέντευξη που έδωσε ο νέος μας προπονητής. Επαναλαμβάνω, θεωρώ ότι πολλές τόσες απαντήσεις ήταν έτσι λίγο τυποποιημένες, ενευκάλλαν την μεγάλη την είδηση, την λεπτομέρεια, αλλά θεωρήσαμε ότι έναν διέφεραν τους φίλους που μας παρακολουθούν, επειδή δεν το είδα κάπου αλλού σε κανένα website να γραμμένουν ή κάπου αλλού, προλάβαμε να το κάνουμε και θεωρώ ότι αυτόν άλλωστε το έκαναμε και το πότ σήμερα, όχι τόσο παραπάνω για να μιλήσω εγώ, παραπάνω για να βάλουμε την συνέντευξη και να μιλήσετε εσείς, να στείλετε τα μηνύματα σας και τα λοιπά. Εγώ δεν έχω πάρα πολλά να πω. Ε, ψάχνοντας ε, πριν κάποια πράγματα, είδα κάποια ενδιαφέρον στατιστικά για τον νέο μας τον προπονητή ε, και νομίζω είδα το στο κόσμι ομόνια νιουζερστέλα, είσαι γιουζερστέλας. So... Uh, Hang 
¿Dónde? There you go. That went too bad, was it? Mm. That went too bad. I'm going to close Scott Brown's Twitter because I was going to get his Insta. But anyway, all right. So the record, New Lennon's record, and other information. Here we go. Ne, basically, Στατιστικά που αφορούν ε, τον κύριο Νιλένον, είναι τα ρεκόρ και άλλα ενδιαφέροντα στοιχεία. Ε, και έτσι σε στυλ λίστα, α πούμε, δηλαδή αποτελεί ένα από του δύο προγόνιτε τη Celtic που προκρίθηκαν στου 16 του Champions League, αποτελεί ένα από του τέσσερι προγόνιτε στην ιστορία τη Celtic που κατέκτησαν το Τρέπολ. Mm-hmm. Αποτελεί έναν από τους τέσσερις προπονητές που κέρδισαν πέντε συνοχωμένα τρόπια στην ιστορία του Σκοτσέζικου ποδοσφαίρου Ένα από τα δύο άτομα στην ιστορία του Σκοτσέζικου ποδοσφαίρου που συμμετείχαν στους 16 Champions League ως ποδοσφαιριστής και ως προπονητής Είναι ανάμεσα στους τρεις προπονητές που έχουν δουλέψει σε ομάδες της Σκοτίας για εννέα διαδοχικά χρόνια Κάτι που αποτελεί ρεκόρ για το ποδοσφαιρό της χώρας είναι ο μοναδικός στην ιστορία του Σκοτσέζου Κοδοσφαίρου που έχει κερδίσει το εγχώριο τρέμπολ τόσο ως ποδοσφαιριστής όσο και ως προπονητής. Ο μοναδικός άνθρωπος στη Σκοτία που κέρδισε την Μπαρτσελώνα τόσο ως ποδοσφαιριστής όσο και προπονητής. Το αποτελεί τον πρώτο προπονητή που κατέφερε, κατάφερε να οδηγήσει ομάδα της Σκοτίας στην πρώτη θέση ενός ευρωπαϊκού ομίλου. Αποτελεί τον καλύτερο προπονητή της Celtic τα τελευταία 20 χρόνια με βάση το ποσοστό νικών. Αποτελεί τον καλύτερο προπονητή τη κυβέρνηση τα τελευταία 20 χρόνια με βάση το ποσοστό εικόνων. Αποτελεί τον καλύτερο προπονητή τη πρώτη κατηγορία του Σκοτσέζικου Ολοσφαίρου τα τελευταία 20 χρόνια με βάση το ποσοστό εικόνων. Αποτελεί τον πιο πετυχημένο εν ζωή προπονητή στην ιστορία του Σκοτσέζικου Ολοσφαίρου με βάση κατακτήσει τίτλων και ποσοστό εικόνων. Γιατί το διαβάσαμε αυτό το πράγμα, είναι να ρωτήσει. Τούτο το πράγμα δεν διαβάσαμε εδώ. Γιατί τούτοι όλοι οι που σίγουρα έλαβαν υπόψη. Η διοίκηση πριν να τον προσλάβει τον νέο τον προπονητή. Τώρα, ε, επειδή το πότε έγινε για να πω λίγο παραπάνω εγώ την γνώμη μου, αλλά δεν θέλω να μιλώ μόνος μου. Ε, is there something that you, that, from the things I've read still, that uh, you'd like to comment on or something you didn't know? Or does anything you, you read make you feel a little bit better about uh because I, obviously i i know how how you feel and i know how you're gonna approach it you know but uh is there something from the things we've read earlier no no not really not really because we know his achievements in in england and um listen it's the united kingdom right so we're gonna get coverage of scottish football uh welsh football etc etc and Obviously, the SPL has got Rangers and Celtic and the two of the biggest clubs. And for years, we've been hearing, oh, Rangers and Celtic should come to the Premier League and they should compete. So we always hear about Rangers and Celtic, their achievements, how you know this season, Postacoglu has done a fantastic job. Giovan Bronkles is at Rangers. So we, we know about Celtic and Rangers. I know about Hibs. I know about Aberdeen. So again, but none of this information surprises me. But the one thing I will say, Gomelia, Don't read too much into that victory against Barcelona in the Champions League, that 1-0 victory, because Barcelona tore them a new one. And I know, obviously, all that matters is the scoreline, and so it got the win. But Barca bossed them. So I, I don't want to be hearing, oh, you know, it, they, they beat Barcelona. They were one of the greatest Barcelona teams ever. They beat them. Parkhead can be a 12th man. It's, it's a very, very intimidating atmosphere. But what I will say, while I'm still iffy about the appointment, while I would have preferred Van der Brom, while I would have preferred a, a head coach with more, how shall we say, stability, um, I am not questioning Neil Lennon's, uh, what's the word, bravery, because he's been through a lot at Celtic. He was He went through a lot. And don't forget, you know, Celtic and Rangers, you've got the sectarian... Uh, rivalry, the Catholic Protestant, you know, the guy had, you know, bullets with his name sent to his house while he was at Celtic. He was attacked by a, a Hearts fan in the stadium for crying out loud. He's had all sorts of stuff aimed at him. And even now, Celtic fans, some don't like him. A lot still do. 
a lot don't. Um, but him coming to Cyprus, I don't think he he understands the full complexion of the league. But once he gets his feet under the table, he's going to see, you know, the likes of Ketspire, the likes of Sofroni, two very divisive, very angry kind of head coaches. And he's going to be like, ah, fuck these guys. Do you know what I mean? They're pussyholes. That's, that's how he's going to be because he's seen it all before. This is what I'm saying. The expectation of this club, expect, expectation of the fans, it's not going to be foreign to him. So it's not as if he's going to walk in and think, ah, this is just a fucking team in Cyprus. He's going to know from the moment the fans start heckling him on Mackenzie, Mario's uncle, probably, um, you know, wherever he goes, he's, he's going to go to the mall. He's going to go here go for his cafe. He's going to go to the pub. People are going to be heckling him. And he will understand about this club. But what I want him to understand is why this club was formed, why there's a rivalry with Upwell, why it's important to beat them, why it's important to finish above them. And he will understand it. He will understand it eventually when it's explained to him and he'll, he'll realise that it's very similar to Celtic and Rangers. All right, not religiously, but sure as fuck politically, man. Yeah, from what I read, he also uses... Um, um methods like before games with big teams is like hatred we hate that team you know we should go kill them you know obviously talking about the football uh, part of things you know so he's got some uh, other methods okay i'm i'm going to go back to to that list because it's easy for some people to say, ah, you know, he he won titles with, with Celtic. That's really easy, especially when, when Rangers were a no-show for a few years. But then when they came back, they had the financial issues and all of that. But all those things we read, you can't be a nobody and uh, and and have all that success, okay? In, in my eyes. It's not as if we got a manager from, I don't know, Luxembourg or San Marino who won like three trophies with a second division team and we brought him as a savior. Make no mistake about it. He, he's a very big name, the biggest name in, in Scottish uh, football. And uh, even though... OJ the biggest name in Scottish football. Eh? OJ the biggest As a, ma as a man, the, the, the most successful manager in Scottish Premier League. The most successful manager in, in the SPL. Not in the history. Not in the history. Okay. I'm a, history. Okay. I think, okay. I think Walter Smith, if he was still alive, would say something about that. But, all right, he's been more successful than Brendan Rodgers, than Steven Gerrard, than... I get it in recent history, Kadalava, but yeah. Okay, so yeah, this is what I'm trying to say. We're not bringing a nobody, and and okay, that leads me to to what I wanted to say. We we sacked Henningberg, and we were we were we were trying to find a new manager. Uh, Neil Lennon said that Omonia for him ticked all the boxes. Does Neil Lennon tick all the boxes for Omonia? I'm not sure about that, but who does? You know, who does? There were talk about, uh, first of all, we had to decide uh, what model we, we wanted to go. And I was telling you, I don't know if I'll translate for Rodri later. Don't worry about it. This fucking guy, <laughs> look at him. This fucking guy, he's, he's, he's throwing up the orange hearts as well. He, he knows what he's doing. I shouldn't have told him the reason why we dislike orange, but anyway. Anyway, <laughs> hi, hi Rod. what's up, man? How are you doing? Um, yeah, so anyway, when, when, when Mr. Berg left, okay, we had to decide what type of manager we were going to bring in. Okay, and from the point that we decided that we want a manager now, obviously the pool of, of managers out there were limited because all of them are, most of them are working in the, in, with their clubs. Okay, so... That's one thing. Second, there's a budget you have to pay. Third, do you want someone young and ambitious? Do you want someone experienced? Do you want someone who, who knows the Cypriot League? Do, would, are you going to put a technical director next to him? Are you going to have a Cypriot assistant? What are you going to do? 
from all the names that were probably in front of Omonia, no doubt, Neil Lennon is the most successful. He's won the most trophies. Because if we, if I, I don't know when he started his career as a manager, but if he's 50 now and he started his career at 35, it means in 15 years he's won 10 trophies. And not only 10 trophies, all the other things we read earlier. Why am I saying this? Am I, am I his biggest fan? No. Will I try to be his biggest fan in the, in the, in the months to come? Yes, I will try to back him and support him. 12 will years, I give right. him... 12 12... years he's been a manager. So, yeah. Okay, so that makes it even bigger to win 10 trophies in 12 years. Who else on that list? Now you can tell me, okay, I would have preferred Van der Brom, who is, uh, like you said, uh, seems like a, a manager who is more up-to-date with, with modern football and uh, he likes to work with the academies and this, that, and the other. But Ivan Mazion Gerkes, he was going to take shit, okay? No matter who came in. So it goes back to what we were saying at the beginning. Omonia fans showed that they changed the, the, the way of thinking when they decided that despite Berg's flaws and mistakes, they wanted to back the manager. Why don't they do it now? Why are they trying to say he's unsuccessful before he comes. How, how does that help? We should make him feel welcome, like you said, rightly so. The quicker he understands where he is, the better it is for him. And he needs to get the support. And yeah, if he, if he fucks up, he's going to leave. But well, I don't accept that, man. I don't accept that. Who, who, who why? Listen, the, the, the reasons I had my reservations about his appointment wasn't simply because of a podcast I did with a Celtic fan that, so, see, that, listen, Kevin works for Celtic, so he's seen the club. Do you get what I'm saying? He's seen them over the last 10, 15 years, so he knows as a fan, as, a, as an employee, he knows about the club. So when he was telling me these things, it, it took me aback, but the main reason, well, there's other reasons, but the main reason why I, I was very reluctant to, to be happy about him taking the job is because I don't see a progressive coach here. And by that, I mean, he doesn't seem to have different styles. He doesn't seem to have evolved. Every team he's coached, it's the same system. All right, I'll give him he's been out of the, out of the world in the wilderness for about a year and he, he may have developed, he might have gone on different coaching courses, he may have studied different elements of the game. I, I get that. But when I talk about progression, I want to talk about bringing in players that can move the club forward. Now, I'm just going to, I'm going to digress a little bit, but just, I'm going to, I was going to talk about this later, but I'll do it now while I'm in full swing because I don't want to forget what I'm saying, right? If you look here, Roy, these are players that are out of contract in the championship, right? These are the kind of players that he'll be attracting. He'll be looking at players who are out of contract in the summer that will probably be available for free. There's another page, but they're, they're, these are players that are about a million pound worth, right? And I'm looking at the names. And I can't think of any players here that I would say, yeah, 100% would be great out of Monia. This is just hypothetically speaking, by the way. This isn't me saying it's going to happen. I'm just thinking outside the box. Possibly Robbie Brady. He's a left winger. He's got a great left foot. We don't have anyone on that left-hand side because Johnny's is gone, right? Possibly Joe Allen in the middle of the park. He's got great experience. Was at Swansea, was at Liverpool. Uh, very good central midfielder. 31 years old, good age. He's Welsh. Rod would like that, I guess. But then I look at all the other, other players. I can't think of anyone. Mario Vrancic, maybe. But how much would he want? Then you look at the other names on the, on the following page. And I'm thinking, based on our budget, based on the players that he can bring in, based on the players that he's going to be looking at, who can we bring in? What, Lewis Graben at 34 years old? Come on, man, James Chester at 33. Like I said, I'm, this is conjecture. I'm not saying this is going to happen. But these are the type of players that he's going to be looking at. 
Okay, can any of these, Robert Snodgrass at 34, Junior Hoylet, Canadian International at 33, can he improve Ammonia? Are these the players that he's going to be looking at? Okay, but then you look at the Scottish Premiership, the players are out of contract because, again, we are going to be going for free transfers. We're not going to be spending money on players because we don't have that kind of budget. Yeah, so he's going to look at Scott Arfield, who was at Burnley, Glasgow Rangers central midfielder, 33 years old. Who? And this is what I'm saying. If you're going to bring in a, a head coach that's progressive, yeah, a head coach that knows the industry, that, that is happy to try different things, he's going to be looking at players from various regions. Now, again, I'll reiterate, I'm not saying that Lennon isn't going to be looking far and wide, but we need to trust the, co the, the scouting team that we have. But at the same time, if you look at the signings over the past few months, especially last season and, and January, how can we trust anyone at the, at the club to scout these players? Right? Come on. So again, I'm, I'm, I might, like I said, I might be getting ahead of myself. I might be overreacting, but I'm trying to see things logically. I'm trying to see it outside the box. So when you talk about Van der Brom, the guy knows the Belgian league, he knows the Dutch league, he knows various leagues throughout Europe. He's been studying the game. He's the kind of guy, and he plays an attack-minded system. I'm not shitting on Lennon. Don't get me wrong. I don't. I don't want this to seem like I'm like being so negative about him. I'm wanting to be successful, and I'm not going to be the kind of person that shits on him and say, "I told you so." We're going to have to let it ride out. But he needs to understand that we have a long-term vision. And if he's saying that he's only going to be thinking about short-term, then what, the, what does that say? What, what does it say about the type of players he's going to bring in? What's that, what does that say about? The, the staff that he's going to bring in. Look, what does it say about the staff that might leave? There's a lot of ifs and buts at the moment. So, like I said, it's not sitting right with me, but I'm still going to be supporting the guy because he's our guy. And it's not fair to shit on him. It's very well said, Refine. Like I, I'm not here to, to be the naive guy that, you know, tries to say oh, everything is great, everything's fantastic, you know, there's there's nothing wrong with... All these things. Okay, obviously, I, I can understand how uh, a manager will always want to bring a few players that uh, preferably ha ha have played for him and know the style of play. That, that quickly uh, helps you uh, to better understand the system he's playing. They can help the others as well because you always want to, even if you go somewhere and start another get another job you'll get your guys and then you want to get the guys that know you better so yeah unless we we end up having i don't know six seven or eight players from like uh, great britain because this is this is something normal that's that's done you know when you bring a greek manager look at signs players from Georgia and either Greeks or, or, or players who play in the, in the league in Greece. And yeah. So I'm not saying this is good or bad. I also, saying that, I also prefer the more progressive manager like uh, VDB. But unfortunately, this is what we said at the beginning of the pod. Neil Lennon wasn't the first choice, but now he's our guy. He's the one who's going to be there. We still don't know who else is going to be with him, if he's going to have an assistant, if he's going to have a separate assistant next to him to help him understand the game, if they're going to have a, a sporting director, a technical director, if, if the, the scouts are going to help him with other possible targets that we had in, in previous uh transfer windows it depends how how he accepts some things because if he says no I, I i want to be the manager i want to control everything it's one thing so at the end of the day and uh, that's what right. we've been doing yeah tell me right i've just received an alert um from youtube uh, and we've had a comment on last night's live show from a from a Celtic fan. Can do you mind if I bring it up? No, not at all. All right, okay. Gobta. All right, where is it? Uh, okay, right. Here it is, right here. So he's talking about Lennon. 
and he's talking about obviously the Govenda that we were having on the show. Here we go. He still won five out of eight trophies in his second spell and had a better record than Ange, which is Postagoglu, Rogers, and previous managers in his first 50 games as manager the second time, his second spell, not even the first. He will always be a legend that Celtic for what he's done for us as a player, manager, and what he had to put up with the past 20 years in Glasgow, assaults, bullets in the post, sent bombs, had to have security 24-7, all the sectarian and hatred he got, and also attacked on the pitch live on television, also attacked out in the town centre, and still one of those decorated managers in our history. Even 1920 season in Europe, uh, I think that's Europa League, I think he means there, uh, went undefeated, topped the group against Lazio and Ren, and they both won the Cups domestically against Juventus and PSG in their season. He also masterminded a win against Barcelona. He was Hibbs' best manager in over 30 years before. He left because he fell out with the CEO and never got a chance at Bolton as there was a transfer embargo and could not sign players. And do you know what? He's right about that because Bolton were fucking broke there. Um, they didn't even have money anyways as they nearly went into administration. His passion for the game has never died. He's a good old school manager. He just needs time. I know the fans over there don't give managers a lot of time. So I hope he does as he's taken over the team that hasn't performed this year. So, again, there's a lot of positivity. There's a lot of, uh, oh, thank you, Re. Thank you, Re. Buy me. There you Re, go. Thank you, Re. Levendi. Thank you. Um, so there's a lot of positivity. There's a lot of uh, things to look forward to. But like I said, I just want a hint of progress. I want to see him turn around and say, right, I'm going to give you for chance. But there are a few players that I want to bring in just to solidify the team. Because let's be real, and I'm going to say it again, like, which, like I said the other day, there's a lot of pussies in this squad, right? And I'm sorry to say this. There's no grit. There's no cunts, yeah? And I know Lennon's going to bring some of those in. But I don't want a 36-year-old Scott Brown to come on the pitch. If you want to come to Ammonia, be an assistant, be a coach, yeah, I don't want a 37 year old that runs around kicking people left, right, and center. I want a player that knows how to play that has got that little bit of steel in him. And do you know what? Like I said yesterday, I'm gonna give him as long as he needs. I'm gonna give him, I'm, I'm, I'm not gonna judge until he either leaves the club, is sacked, or resigns. That's the way I see it. That's that's when I'm gonna judge him when he's gone. I'm not gonna judge him now, I'm not gonna judge him during his time. I'm gonna judge him at the end. And you can clip this and save it. You're the one who does the clips. <laughs> uh, anyway, uh, are, there, are there any messages we can we can discuss? Because yeah, we've been we've doing 47 minutes. Oh yes, oh yes. And you know, thank you everyone for watching. Thank you everyone for uh, you, for commenting. Here we go. If we wanted to to play Brexit style football, we might as well have waited a few years and got big Dash to save us. Well, Dash isn't doing too bad with Burnley, man. Let's, I know they're in the, the bottom three, but for what he, the resources he's had and um, to keep them in the Premier League for that long. There you go. There you go. Um, this one. Um, I know. I, I get what you're saying. Kind of. <laughs> yeah, but I think you answered. You answered. If he was watching five minutes ago, he, he'll know your opinion. Mm. Griffiths or Scott Brown? I can't. Shut up, Mario. I'm not having this. <laughs> he's going to bring a te- he's going to bring a Vegari, is he? Is you he? Think so? Not in a four four two, mate. I don't know. I don't think so. No, no. I think he's the type of manager Armonia needs. However, feel that he will clash with both the supporters and board. I can't see him being in charge come the beginning of the new season. Do you know what, Roy? What I will say is, I think because of the person that he is in terms of his attitude, in terms of his passion is desire he's going to win a lot of people over because i think he's going to he's going to piss off a lot of people i think he's going to piss off a lot of people i think you're going to see a lot of press conferences where andrea's going to be like oh my god why do i have to translate this <laughs> <laughs> yeah. uh... no, that's one thing i don't know i don't i don't know yeah Here's another sure. two, three. I don't know for your video for your clips. You can take a piss out of me. I don't know. I don't. <laughs> Mark, Mark Fothering was his assistant. He was yeah, an officer, wasn't he? He has a football player now. So he knows the game. He knows the game. Yeah, he's a winner for sure. Changing 
from a former Man United player to a former Man City player, at least we're up to date on what colour Manchester is piss off at <laughs> this guy. <laughs> My opinion is I don't care for the cup, but I'm afraid for this transitional period because I see the circle again and again. Whose play will keep this summer? No, it's a good choice. I don't think Cyprus is a league where you're going to get a head coach there for more than three seasons. Not really, is it? Yeah, the only one... It was Kerkesberg and, and Ketspaya. And now it's... And Ketspaya is because it's Ketspaya. Yeah. 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 Uh, by the new season, we'll see how it will go. Personally, I don't give a shit about how he will play now because we're almost until the, until, yeah, we're almost at the end of the season. And he won't have a lot of time, but we will see. Well, yeah, there you go. Time will tell. Roy, don't look at statistics only. I'm not looking at statistics only. I'm not <laughs> looking at statistics only. <laughs> but he's from Northern Ireland, so yeah. we need to be very careful. This is this is another thing. Pedro made a little boo-boo last night. <laughs> boo-boo. Okay. The little boo-boo, yeah. Scotland, Northern Ireland, Ireland, England and Wales. you got to separate each and every single one of them. Covello, you need to separate them. Because if I called Rodri an Englishman, he would kill me. Which is why I'd never go there. I'd never call him that, even if he pissed me off. <laughs> because because the coach maybe not find us enough to cry from Mrs. Berg that we persecuted. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Uh I guess I'm in a model. Eh? Bravo, Rosa. You, you're probably working, bruv. You're probably working. I'll let you off. I wouldn't mind the British player as long as they have strictly known another clause. <laughs> <laughs> no rumours clause. No rumours yeah. clause. That's what it should be because Chris is going to heckle him the whole fucking time. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, yeah. Yeah. yeah it, it, it's, it's true. You don't have like a great tactician here, you know. When the sheriff gets back from injury, he should be a done deal. He would come back to Ammonia if if there was an offer. <laughs> I'm sure he would. In fact, I'm 99% sure he would. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> Notice I don't comment on some of these messages in Greek. It's not because I can't read. It's because I don't want to be too rude. <laughs> Actually, yeah, we're putting up some messages. Some It deserves a chance. Yeah, we've gone through that. It deserves a chance. I agree. There was a post on Celtic subreddit about Lennon's new jobs. So I asked him about his strengths and weaknesses. The opinions were mixed, but some were pretty insightful and detailed. Yeah. Let's have a look. Oh, uh, yeah. Well, uh, yeah. See, I had a message earlier from someone about the OLB and their their posts and their videos. The thing is, the OLB have always been wind-up merchants, yeah? And we love them to bits. They're hilarious. You go on the cafe and there's a whole heap of fans from various clubs and yeah, sometimes they push it a little bit too far, but it is what it is. It is what it is. And I think it's a cultural thing as well, because in Cyprus, you need to be very careful what you say, because people get offended, not because they're snowflakes or anything, but because it's a cultural thing. In England, I can cuss my mate's mum, call her Budana, and he will laugh. But that's how mm. we joke. That's how we joke. But in Cyprus, if I called someone's mum a Budana, I'll get, I'll get slapped up. And that's just how it works, man. So... Don't worry about the OLB. I don't think anyone at Omoni is, is rattled what the OLB say and what they put on. I'm sure they're used to it by now. And, and it, it is what it is. Just take it with a pinch of salt. There's no point. No point getting wound up about it. They're, they're good boys as well, man. Um, you're going to go to the airport, yeah? should do those on my lord. Because it's from our last match, the comment, Myers and KDB live rent-free up in your heads. They don't really... I think Maris is a nice guy. In fact, I know his personal trainer, Mario, to be fair. And yes, I am name dropping. Give a fuck. Um, yeah, I know, but it's a bit too far. Ah, I don't know. If you see some of the direct messages I got when Savage put out some lies about me, 
you think that's a little bit too far. But anyway, I'm not going to go into that. It's a different. Max, listen, 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 yeah. something, okay? Because mm. uh, I also got messages about the OLB because some people think that <laughs> there's no flake. Far from it, mate. Far yeah. from it, there, Chris. <laughs> Pulalis. Some some people think that you know we we have to do something with with the with the posts there and uh, okay they they helped us at the beginning. They helped us at the beginning. They gave us the YouTube account. Uh, you know we did the pod, so the views that that are there have nothing to do with this podcast. Okay, I have to clear that out because some people are confused. Now, me as a person, I can take a look of humor. Actually, I think tragedy uh, plus time is humor. I can joke about anything as well. Uh, what some people believe is that because at the at the time now, Omonia is going through a difficult patch, uh, they believe that what OLB is doing is going over the top at times, and they're worried... Uh, they're worried that, you know, because they've got a lot of followers who follow them, that they, they can, uh, obviously, they've got the, the power to influence uh, the opinion of some people. And it's unnecessary at, the, at this time, you know. Me, personally, I don't have a problem with anyone joking about anything. It can be religion. It can be... Anything okay? I don't. I don't want to expand about you know the categories of things. I wouldn't mind as long as you are joking. You don't mean it in a bad way, you know. So yeah, as far as that's concerned, this is my opinion about there's them. There's no I malice behind it. There's no malice behind it. Yeah, but there there are people who don't take a joke. You can tell me, okay, it's their problem. Whoever doesn't take a joke is their problem. But like I said, it's, as it, long right, it's a cultural it's, thing, though, isn't it? It's, it's, a, it's a cultural thing. The other means, you know, Androbi, all that kind of stuff. We, we, we get it. We get it. But I think because the, the OLB are, what's the word? I think they are advanced in terms of their humor compared to what the Cypriot. Um, yeah, it is. It is. is. Okay, look, I love camping. There's no two ways about that. It's one of my favorite shows. And when I came to Cyprus, I drove past the set or the, the campsite and I took photographs. I love it. But the humor there isn't like the humor that I'm used to seeing in the UK. So when I see comments on OLB and videos, I find it funny because I'm used to that humor. You're used to that humor. You studied in the UK. Do you know what I mean? You go to a private school. So yeah, anyway, yeah, it's... Yeah. Humor, humor, and astio, and okay, and and for me, humor is something very serious, as well. You have to be very clever. humor. what I'm saying is that, for me personally, it it just makes me. For me personally, it just makes me laugh, you know, uh, and I'm I'm not gonna get influenced by a post uh, that they all will be put. put but this is what some people are worried that they think that they're taking over the top. And, oh, yeah, specifically that they're joking about, you know, Neil Lennon having, a, you know, an issue with the drinking. And, okay, I mean, for someone who, who, who won't either take it or won't understand the humor behind it, you know, once, once the shit hits the fan, everyone's going to be like, add on, add on, add on, add on. So hey, look, okay. listen, people people that get offended by it, maybe they have, I'm, I'm just guessing, maybe they have a relative that has a condition, and maybe an alcoholic, maybe they don't find that funny, maybe they had a relative, I mean, my, my dad's brother passed away three, four years ago, and he was an alky, and that's what killed him, but I we saw it coming years ago, do you know what I mean, so I don't get offended by by jokes about alcoholism and, and drug addiction all that kind of stuff look i'll be the first to say when i was younger i did i did all sorts of fucking stuff when i was a kid do you get what i'm saying and yeah it was irresponsible but when you're young you make mistakes and this is what happens but if you don't find that kind of humor funny then jump out the group i mean like i said no disrespect but if you don't like the content that we put out don't watch it you know, if, if there's something that's said or something that you've seen that makes you feel some kind of way, 
that's your prerogative. That's your right. You're a human. You have feelings. You have emotions. But don't entertain it. Don't watch it. You know? And again, it's, it is what it is. The, the boys, I think, are a, a great job in terms of their interaction, in terms of growing their brand, so to speak. They're very well-liked. And all right, Lennon's just started the job. We know about the, the him getting drunk in the streets. I was in, I was in Edinburgh a couple of days before I came to Cyprus and I was talking to a cab driver who told me that he's seen Neil Lennon in the streets and he's had to take him in the cab and take him home because he was drunk. But these things happen. And as I said earlier, as I brought up that comment earlier from the from last night's podcast, Lennon has been through a lot in his life. Yeah? There's PTSD. Do you get what I'm saying? He's had, as we've mentioned, there's bomb threats, there's these threats. And obviously it, it takes its toll on, on the guy's mental health. And to be fair, him coming to Cyprus, getting away from the UK, that might do him the world of good. And we might see a manager coming into his own because he's not in that environment anymore. So again, it is what it is. And, and in all fairness, in all fairness, I don't really think anyone in the club or Neil Lennon would, would pay any attention to that kind of um, footage, you know? I, I, so I don't know. That's just, just me anyway. Anyway, do you want to wrap it up? Have we got any more messages? Because we've done over an hour. There's, there's a few. There's a few about, about the... Um, we've done that one, haven't we? Um, here we go. <laughs> this guy. <laughs> They're all doing it now. They're all doing it. They're all doing it now. <laughs> oh, come on, Christo. Come on. Um Yeah, that's yeah. yeah, yeah, of course, of course, 100%. But he basically does manage Nikta, of course. <laughs> he go, man. Anyway, anyway, there we go, guys. I love the humor. OB. Yeah, of course they are, of course. And and it is what it is. That's the nature of the beast. But and I'm gonna I'm gonna say say one more thing on this, right? There are footballers out there. I don't remember Justin Fashionu, right? Yeah. Remember Justin Fashion, John Fashionu's brother. Justin Fashionu was one of the first openly gay footballers. Mm. And he committed suicide because he couldn't cope with the 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 abuse that he was receiving. This is in the eighties. I know a guy called Paul Cannaville. Paul Cannaville was one of the first black players to play for Chelsea in the 80s. And the abuse that he received from his own supporters, not just from other fans, from his own supporters, that could drive someone crazy. There are so many footballers out there who have dealt with various things. Look at Paul Gascoigne, one of the greatest players we've ever seen. But his career went from up there to down there because of distractions, be it alcoholism, be it a bad company, whatever. Sometimes when a player steps out of their environment, when a player steps out of their environment, they thrive. And go, I'll go back to what I said before. When now Lennon is in Cyprus, he's away from the UK. He doesn't have to put up with all the shit that has come with. It's a fresh start for him. So perhaps now we're going to see a, maybe a different mind state, a different, a different attitude, a different outlook to football. So again, we need to give him that. And once more, he achieved all of that at Celtic, despite all the shit that's happened in his life. So, go give him his flowers, man. Yeah, I think Boy, that's wrap, a very, it wrap it up. Yeah, wrap okay, it up. I, I actually I think what you said now wraps it up with a, a positive note. Don't be telling about your wani pefka. Abohasisan kapki na losun destihesti somalas stomproboni dinon nirtolenon. Θα δούμε κατά πόσον να ενδυναμώσουν το team του είτε με κάποιους βοηθούς είτε θα αλλάξει το μοντέλο. Να περιμένουμε πριν να κρίνουμε, δηλαδή ο άνθρωπος έγιρθεν ακόμα και εμείς ευκάλαμε τον άχρηστο. Να παρακαλέσω με όση δύναμη έχουμε εμείς σαν podcast να να σταθούμε πίσω από τον προπονητή μας, να δώσουμε την ευκαιρία του και αποδείξαμε ότι σαν οπαδοί μπορούμε να σκεφτούμε και λίγο διαφορετικά 
και να δώσουμε την ευκαιρία στον άνθρωπο. Ε, τουλάχιστον τόσο είχε τα αρχίδια να έρθει πουά τώρα, ενώ άλλοι δεν έρχονταν πουά τώρα, καλός ή κακός. Τούτον, τούτον επιάσασήν, έτσι επιάσαμε έναν άχρηστο προπονητή της δεκάρας, ας πούμε. Επιάνε θέλαμε να βρούμε έναν πολλά πιο φτηνό και πολλά ό,τι να είναι, φέρναμε το. So, δώστε του την ευκαιρία του. Με τούτα που λαλώ έσαι ότι και εγώ συμφωνώ ήταν η πρώτη μου επιλογή πετώ στα σύννεφα, αλλά αν δεν κρυθεί μέσα στο γήπεδο και δεν του δοθεί ο χρόνος για να δουλέψει και να κάνουμε τα πράγματα, θα μένει να είμαστε κάθε εβδομάδα να τα λούμε και να τα ξαναλούμε και να τα ξαναλούμε και να τα ξαναλούμε. Αλλά δώστε το τσάνς του του ανθρώπου. That's it. Πάμε σιλακάμε. Oh, and uh, happy Women's Day, everyone. Yeah. Everyone who's uh, who's celebrating happy Women's Day and all that kind of stuff. And I'm going to go tell my mum to make me some kubebkia. I'm going to go tell my mum to make me some kubebkia now. Ade, bame shilakamu. Ade, bame, bame.